Rewind to August 2nd, 2021. That was day one of 75 hard for me. And I started it for two reasons. The first being that I love a good mental toughness challenge. And the second being I was in a place in my life where I just wanted to get really disciplined. I needed something tough that would challenge me and that would get me just in the right place with my habits because I felt a little off. I just kind of felt scattered. I needed to get really disciplined. Now, at the time that I started, I'd heard of the phases that followed the initial 75 days, but I didn't have any expectation of actually doing them or not. I just kind of was like, we'll see when we get there. I knew I was going to do the 75 hard 75 days though. So August 1st, 2022, just a few weeks ago for me, ended up being day 30 of phase three. And honestly, my life is in a completely different place now than it was back on August 2nd, 2021. I completed as a mom of two little boys, a full year of the live hard program. What I didn't know was that the past year would change my business. It would change my mindset. And honestly, my life, like my outlook, the way I show up, the way I see everything, it's just so different. This podcast and my business were both birthed during this time, during this this past year. And while the doing this wasn't about weight loss for me, I, and it really shouldn't be for anyone, but it wasn't about weight loss for me. I did get back to my pre-kids weight within the first month of 75 hard and a big chunk of the time during this last year, my husband was gone a lot. Yeah, I did it. So today you get to hear how all of that went down. You're going to hear the ups and the downs, the wins, the struggles, what 75 hard actually entails, as well as what is required during phases one, two, and three of the live hard program. And what I loved about it, you're going to hear what I will not miss one bit. And you're going to hear some of the biggest lessons that I learned as well, that I hope impact you in some way today. If you're thinking about taking on 75 hard, or you just need a little bit of inspiration for your week, this episode is a must listen. So keep going. I hope you enjoy and let's just dive into it. Hey mama, welcome to the Tough Love Mom Podcast. I know you're here because you're ready to get consistent and finally lose that weight and you're not afraid of a little tough love. You know what to do to lose weight, but following through on those things feels impossible. You wish you could just feel like your strong, confident self again and want to be a good example for your little ones, but you get thrown off by mom guilt and the unpredictability of motherhood. It's frustrating. Taking on your journey postpartum is hard, but it's not impossible. Hey, I'm Liz and I've been where you are. I gained a lot of weight in my pregnancies, 90 pounds and then 60 pounds. I needed to lose that weight to take control of my health and honestly just wanted to feel like myself again. With a sustainable approach to weight loss, simple consistency and working on my mindset, I lost it all in just over a year, both times, and I'm here to help you do the same. I believe that we have an ingrained ability to figure out what we need to do, make it happen, and do it in a way that awes the world. If you're ready to stop falling off the wagon, create solid routine and healthy habits, and finally feel your best inside and out, all while enjoying dino nuggets on your salad, you are in the right place. We're about to transform your journey, my friend. Get pumped up. It is tough love time. All right. So let's talk about when I decided to do 75 hard. I initially heard about it early summer. I think it was like May of 2021 that I learned what 75 hard even was. And I knew immediately that it was something I wanted to do because I like challenges, whether they're physical or mental. And I hadn't done one in a while. Like I hadn't done a race. 
I hadn't done some type of mental challenge and I was like, or, or a mud run. I love stuff like that that just challenges you for a few hours or a few days. And so I knew this would be perfect because I needed something like this in my life. I was approaching one year postpartum. July of last year is when I hit one year postpartum. And so this was a few months before that, that I learned what 75 hard was. And at the time I was still holding on to like 15 pounds of pregnancy weight. And I just didn't quite feel like myself a little backstory. If you haven't heard it, and if you want my whole story, go listen to episode one, but a little backstory on my pregnancy weight gain journey. Cause it's pretty drastic in 2018. That was my first pregnancy and I gained 90 pounds and by one year postpartum. So September, 2019, I had lost 80 of those 90 pounds. And that's also when I got pregnant with baby number two. Um, and so during my second pregnancy through the end of 2019 and into 2020, 2020, I gained 70 pounds. So by the end of that pregnancy, um, when my son, my second son was born, I had, I had 80 pounds total to lose just to get back to where my body likes to be, where I'm, I'm at a healthy weight for my body. So it was, again, it was May or June, like late May, early June of last year when I made that pre-decision, like in my head, I was like, I'm doing 75 hard. It's already done in my head. I talk about that a lot. When I take something on in my head, I've already done it. Like it's going to happen. There's not a question in my mind. I will figure it out. And so I knew at that point, that's how I was looking at 75 hard. It was going to happen. I was almost a year postpartum. I again, knew my body would just be happier around. I'm, I'm five, eight, my, my body, the way I'm just made is healthy and at a happy weight between like 157 to like 164. Like that range is where my body likes to be for pounds. Um, but I was around 175, 176. My back pain was really bad. I've got some disc issues in my lower back and it was really bad at that point. Clothes were still not very comfortable on me. Like most of my clothes, my energy levels were all over the place and my skin wasn't awesome. I mean, I just, I knew with all that stuff going on, I was like, if I lose some more weight, I will feel a lot better overall, especially with my back because that just affects everything. So I knew I needed more discipline to just kind of help bring in my nutrition and my sleep and get some consistency with like my day-to-day routine, even though yes, like two 45 minute workouts is a lot. We'll talk about all it entails, but even though what you do during 75 hard seems like you're putting so much more on your plate, what it created was this routine for me, this consistency that really put things in their place and made me just, I felt more put together for lack of a better term. So, um, I knew I needed to lose some weight and it really needed to come from having more discipline. And that for me, discipline, getting more disciplined in anything always comes from doing something hard, whether it's physical or mental. Like if I want to get more disciplined, I need to challenge myself. It's like when you get yourself, I'm trying to get a metaphor here, but I'm like picturing in my head, this, like this thermometer, the scale. And what you do is there's like a mark on it. That's like your capacity right now that you think is there for me to get more disciplined or me to get more confident about what I'm capable of, all of that. I push myself past that mark on that scale. I need to do more than I think I'm capable of. And it kind of like moves that mark up for me and makes me go, oh yeah, like I need to remind myself I can reach that mark, what I know I'm capable of. And I can do a little bit more sometimes if I want to. Like that's how I, that's why I need a challenge to end up being more disciplined because I know I can live that way, but sometimes you just have to push yourself a little bit past that for a little while, for a season to know that you're capable of more. I hope that made sense. (laughs) 
I always get these visuals in my head and I'm like, I'm doing a podcast. This won't help. (laughs) But I hope that made sense. So that was a big reason I took it on because I just, I knew I needed that structure and discipline to get myself back to a place where I was showing up the way I knew I was capable of showing up. And in this case, um, I really needed that mental challenge because honestly, the first year postpartum after my second was born was really hard for me. I had a real, I've talked about this before, but I had a really, really hard time adjusting to two kids uh, for multitude of reasons, <laughs> a multitude of reasons. I had a really hard adjustment period. Um, transitioning to one, like becoming a mom was so, felt so natural to me, but adjusting to two under two was really hard. And yeah, that being said, I needed a mental challenge. I just needed to get back to like, not just feeling like myself physically with being at a healthier weight for my body and feeling stronger and not having as much back pain, but I need to like mentally feel like myself again. Y'all know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Moms know what I'm talking about. So today, what we're going to talk about, that's like the backstory of how I came to do 75 hard. What I'm going to start with are the details of 75 hard. I'm going to explain what it entails as well as what the three phases require. And then I'm going to share my personal journey through all of it. Some ups and some downs wins, struggles, because in total, if you do 75 hard in all three phases, you do it over the course of exactly 365 days. And in total, you're doing these tasks for 225 of those 365 days, aka over 61% of the year was spent in hardcore discipline. And it, again, changed my life. And it was so impactful. And so I'm sharing this today so you can kind of get a picture of what it looked like realistically, you know, on the ground, on the front lines, day in and day out as a mom of two with a husband that's gone a lot. Like I did it. And I hope that shows that you're capable of doing this too. If it's something you want to take on, if it's not, again, I hope this just leaves you a little motivated or inspired to do something difficult to maybe take on our consistency challenge every month. But whatever it is, I spent a lot of time of the last 12 months in hardcore discipline. And it did a lot for me. So if anything, I just hope this goes to show you that if you push yourself past what you're capable of for a season, you will come out the other side better, period. And I know that's not like a popular message these days, but it needs to be said. So I'm saying it. (laughs) So let's get into this. What does 75 hard entail? So 75 hard, the program that everyone hears about is 75 days. As we know, it's 70. So it's about math real quick, about two and a half months, not a big deal. Um, it's not even 13 weeks. I don't think eight I'm doing math in my head real quick. Mm, it's like 10 weeks. So it's really not that long. And during 75 hard, what the daily tasks are, are two 45 minute workouts. They're not supposed to be back to back. So you do one 45 minute workout. You should ideally the like creator of this. Um, honestly, I did not buy into him much because there's a lot of cursing going on. So if that's your thing and it motivates you, cool, go for it. He's just like, not totally my cup of tea. Like I do love a good David Goggins, like quote and video, whatever. And you know, he has that kind of mouth too, but, um, I don't know. I just didn't totally jive with his approach, but I mean, it's a great program. So I totally respect Andy for creating what he created. Um, it's so cool, but the 45 minute workouts, he say should they definitely shouldn't be back to back. So you have a rest period because it can be really hard on your body. So what they say is to give yourself like an hour or two. Um, so two 40 separate 45 minute workouts, you're not supposed to combine it and do a 90 minute workout. They should be separate. And that part of that is a mental thing. 
It is a mindset thing and it's a mental, it's a mental toughness thing. Like it is a, no, you need to set aside time two times a day for a workout. That's 45 minutes. Boom. So two 45 minute workouts. One of those workouts has to be outside and not like in a garage outside or on your back deck outside, but like outside, like walking, running, doing an outdoor workout at an outdoor gym, track workout, whatever. So two 45 minute workouts, one has to be outdoors snow, rain, sunshine, whatever. It doesn't matter the weather. You have to do it outside. No questions asked. 10 pages. Then every day you also read 10 pages of a nonfiction personal development book. Um, <laughs> I was so funny talking about this because I think some people have like a weird stigma about personal development. Um, but basically they're like nonfiction books that help you grow as a person, whether it's about like Atomic Habits is a really popular book right now. That would be considered one of these. A lot of people that kind of have weird vibes or whatever about personal development might call it self-help and say it as like self-help, like weird self-help books. But really, these are the books that like help you see things in a different way and really will change your life. So actually, I linked below my book list of all the books I read last year. I give a very transparent rating and review of each book and a link on Amazon for you to get it if you want. Um, So actually have that PDF you can download. If you click the link below, it should just say like book list. And that will give you a list of all the books I read, most of them during the 75 hard and phase one, Um, obviously phase two and three were this year. So it was my last year's book list, but I'll have this year's book list come out later this year, but some great, great, great books in there that helped me realize so much more about myself. And I really believe that if you went as a Christian, when I get to know more about myself, I get to know God better because he's the one who designed me and who knows me wholly. Like he knows me, every part of me, even the parts I don't understand or know or can't comprehend really. He knows that stuff. And so I, the way I see it is when you're doing personal development, when you're reading books that help you understand yourself better, it's not about you. Like we can get, it gets that whole world, that whole self-help personal development world can become very self-centric. But I truly believe that when we can better understand ourselves and how we're wired, we get to better know God. Like it it creates this deeper connection. Like you get to know him better by getting to know yourself better. It's just such a cool circle of like reliance and trust and appreciation. So nonetheless, you have to read 10 pages a day of a nonfiction personal development book. So it's not reading for pleasure, fun fiction stuff. It is like a, you are growing reading this. Um, I, I read a lot of business books too, obviously with a podcast and a business. So that kind of thing. You also have to follow a diet. That's like, that's the statement, follow a diet. So that can mean whatever it means for you. I tracked my macronutrients using food groups and uh, portion sizes. It's called Portion Fix by Beachbody. That's what I used during 75 Hard because it's just like second nature for me, super simple for me to track. And it's really, it's a really simple way to like just approach nutrition and eat healthy. Um, So follow a diet, period. That can be whatever diet you want. (laughs) And this is the part where like people are like, oh, this will be good for weight loss when really you should be approaching it because you just want to grow. You want to change. And the whole following a diet and working out 90 minutes a day should not be like why you're doing it. So that, I'm going to say that there. You also, during the phases and 75 hard, no cheat meals or alcohol, Um, personally, I don't drink like it's maybe once every couple of years that I have a drink. So, um, that wasn't an issue for me. Cheat meals. I mean, not really an issue either, but that's part of it. No cheat meals or alcohol. You have to drink a gallon of water a day 
and you also take a daily progress picture. So that's 75 hard, two 45 minute workouts. One is outside, read 10 pages, follow a diet, no cheat meals, no alcohol, drink a gallon of water and take a progress picture every day. And what's super cool is that 75 hard has like an app paid like three bucks for it or $5 or something. And you track these things every day. It reminds you to take your picture. It reminds you to do these things if you don't by like 11 PM, um, which I had some of those days. I'll talk about that later, but that's 75 hard. A lot of people just do the 75 days and they totally transform. They totally change. And it's awesome. Um, but then the phases come next and not as many people do phases one, two, and three. I chose to, I got to the end of 75 days and I was like, I feel different. These are definitely habits, but I want to keep going. Like there's more to this challenge. And I'm the kind of person who like go big or go home. I'm going to go all the way. I'm going to do the whole thing or not do it at all. And so I felt like I was selling, I felt like, I felt like I was cutting myself short by not doing the phases. If I heard, like, I was like, I did 75 days. What is 30 more days? And then a break and then 30 more days and then a break and then 30 more days. I was like, that's nothing. Really, when you get to the end of 75 days, you're like, 30 days is nothing. Two weeks is nothing. I can do this kind of stuff. You just, there's a mental change. So I went right. You can, you have the option of going right into phase one or taking a break and then doing phase one later. I went straight into phase one. I finished day 75 and then day 76 was day one of phase one for me. So the phases one, two, and three are each 30 days. So phase one, and they're all a little different. So I'll talk about phase one real quick. It's 30 days. Again, you can go right into it or you can take a break as long as you want and then go into it later. Same exact activities every day from 75 hard. So two 45 minute workouts, one is outside, read 10 pages, follow a diet, gallon of water, progress picture, no cheat meals or alcohol. Those are all there. And then you also have to do 10 minutes of visualization five minute cold shower. Huh? I did that in the winter. Not fun. And then three critical daily tasks that move you. They're basically like things you do every day that move you forward in your life or in a business. Not everyone's a business owner that does this. So these these can just be things that like make you a better human being. So I had things like praying, um, reading my Bible every single day, reading books to the boys, like things that are just good for me as a human that make me a better person. And things that I want to do every day. Um, those were things that I added on and yeah, so that's phase one. After phase one, you have to wait, you have to take a break for at least 30 days. You cannot go right into phase two. You have to take a break. And this is cool because between phases, you kind of get this testing ground of, okay, am I going to just like totally go off the wagon and go eat all the food and just go totally off the rails or have I actually changed? And what's cool after 105 days, I had changed so much and I, I make every episode a blog post. So I'll share my transformation pictures and just some other things, some other details in there. I can't share on a podcast, um, visually. And so that break was a cool, t- a cool testing ground. I'll share more about my story of what the timing was with like the time of year, but uh, you have to wait at least 30 days between phases one and phase two before heading into phase two. So phase two is also 30 days. And this kind of like simplifies things. It's just the same activities from 75 hard, nothing more. So phase two is just two 45 minute workouts. One has to be outside, follow a diet. I'm looking back, (laughs) read 10 pages, 
No cheat meals or alcohol, one gallon of water and take a progress picture. That's all phase two is. And it's cool because once you get there, you're like, oh, this isn't, I could just like do this every single day. So that's phase two. Again, at this point, you're like partway through a year of the whole program. Um, and between phase two and three, there's a break. It can be really long or really short, depending on how you spaced out the first portion of this, but you have to wait to start phase three until exactly 30 days prior to the one year anniversary of starting 75 hard. So basically you have to look at a calendar and say, okay, this would be the date, you know, that I start my one year anniversary of starting 75 hard. And then you work backwards 30 days and that's when you start phase three. Phase three is intense. It is the same activities from 75 hard. So again, two 45 minute workouts. One is outside, read 10 pages, follow a diet, no cheat meals or alcohol, drink a gallon of water, take a progress picture. You're also taking a five minute cold shower, doing 10 minutes of visualization and doing three more critical daily tasks that move you forward in your life or a business. And then also there's two extra things in phase three that are unique to phase three perform a random act of kindness every day and have a conversation with a stranger every day. Hmm. Fun. Interesting. <sighs> For a stay at home mom who doesn't get out of the house much, right? So uh, let's talk about I, that. That's what it all entails. So I want to talk to you real quick about the potential obstacles I was facing because the timing of it and everything and some of the struggles I did actually have, like what my journey actually looked like going through this. So I started 75 hard on August 2nd of last year. So you think about that two and a half months that takes you to like into October, kind of November. So, okay. So you're getting the picture of the timeline here. 75 hard started August 2nd for me. This is actually, and I, I think I, why did I time it that way? I think I timed it that way because it, I ended like at the end of October or something, or maybe I, don't, I honestly don't remember why I picked that date. I think I just picked it. I think I was like, you know what? It's the early, it's early August. It times it out to where I can be done for like the holiday season. So I'm just going to do it and start this date. And I just kind of picked it. Oh, I picked it. I, when I initially heard about it in May and June, I said, I'm starting August 2nd. And when I say I'm going to do something, I'm like, I already said it. So that's what I'm doing. Like, there's really not going to be any changing because I put it out there. So I had decided August 2nd. And then a few weeks later, we booked tickets to go visit Casey's family in central New York. And long behold, August 2nd was actually the day that we were flying back home across the country from central New York down to Las Vegas which is like a full day of travel with two kids. We always had a layover. We don't anymore, thankfully. But um, that trip had a layover. It was like a 12-hour travel day. And that was my day one of 75 hard. So I was like, hey, might as well go big or go home, right? Like, might as well start off hard. <laughs> so uh, during 75 hard, these are the things we had going on. Day one was a cross-country flight with two toddlers and one long layover. <laughs> So I did my two workouts before the flight. Uh, that was fun. Um, a few weeks later was my 30th birthday. My son's third birthday was a few weeks after that. And we also had ha Halloween was like one of the last days. I think it was, I think it was literally day 75 or something. So Halloween was one of the last days. So that was fun. Um, and Casey was also gone. My husband was also gone for parts of September and October. So some of these days I was doing the workouts, everything solo. Like it was just me and the kids. I forgot the exact date. <sighs> yeah, it was around day 50. 
of, of 75 hard. I also got a really bad stomach bug. I mean, I was like flu-like, feverish. I was, I was miserable, miserable. And I don't get sick like that ever. Miserable. So I took a big, I was doing like a 13 week workout program during 75 hard. So I actually finished that program after, well, I would have finished after 75 hard, but I kept going. Um, so I took a break from those workouts and I was doing like the slowest outdoor walks around our cul-de-sac. Uh, mind you here in Vegas at the time, it was still a hundred degrees. So that was not fun. And I was doing like mobility work or yoga. I mean like super low impact workouts. Cause I felt like junk, but I was like, I have not come this far to quit. I was like, I'm more than halfway done. There is no way in heck that having some weird flu like stomach bug is going to stop me. So I pushed through that and that was probably one of the hardest physically, one of the hardest times because I felt so horrible. I'm miserable. (laughs) Um, and then after 75 hard was over, I went straight into phase one, uh, part of phase one. It, and so I think I, I finished 75 hard like the day of, I think say 75 was Halloween. I'm pretty sure. And so if someone does the math and I'm wrong, I'm sorry, but it was, it was, I was doing 75 hard during Halloween. I think that was day 75. And so when I went into phase one, the next day, well, that meant I was doing it during Thanksgiving. So that was a thing. I was doing phase one (laughs) during Thanksgiving. So two workouts, following a diet, eating healthy, no cheat meals. So I didn't have pie. I didn't have any of that. And I honestly did not feel like I was missing out. Again, the quote diet I followed um, was just tracking my macronutrients, still breastfeeding at the time as well, all throughout 75 hard in three phases. And it just like wasn't, I didn't feel like I was missing out on anything. I don't know how else to describe it, but on Thanksgiving, I was like, this is fun. I felt like I was more focused on the people around me. We did it here at like a Friendsgiving here in Vegas and it was great. It just, it, I had like a different perspective. You know, those holidays can be so much around food when really we should be focused on the people that are there around us and just conversations. And I mean, I cooked rolls and I cooked a casserole. Like I brought stuff. We brought food and I ate food, but I just ate the healthier stuff and chose not to go. You know, I had more vegetables on my plate than carbohydrates and it just felt really good. So nonetheless, that was like the first time because I was into phase one, I kind of had this light bulb moment of, wow, this is like actually changing how I've ever experienced like these holidays and food and I'm seeing things differently. And it was a lot of light bulb moments. And actually at this time I was also finalizing the launch of the podcast too. So I was so busy. Casey was gone a lot. Um, October is when I really like hit the ground running with getting the podcast started again. That was like at the end of 75 hard, but I just, I was like, wait, I'm called to do this. And I had all this clarity around all of it by doing 75 hard. So that was really cool. Um, uh, right after Thanksgiving. So early December is, sorry for all those, uhs. uh, early December is when I finished phase one. And so I had that, you know, we have to take that 30 day break at least between phases one and two. So 30 days, I was like, I'm just going to do 30 days off and then get back into it in January. Cause great time to start that stuff is January. Um, long behold, Casey left during phase two. So that was fun, but I had Christmas and new year's off. But again, this was like the first time in my life that I didn't feel like I was eating all the treats and sweets in sight all season. Like usually I, okay, this is like, this will make sense. I'm not going on a total squirrel brain moment here, but I don't, I do not like milk chocolate. 
if you do, I still love you. Absolutely. But like, I don't see the point in eating it because <laughs> dark chocolate is way better. That's just my personal opinion. Don't hate me. Um, but I just love dark chocolate so much more. And during the holidays, like my whole life, if stuff was made with like milk chocolate, like chocolate covered pretzels, my mom rocks some chocolate covered pretzels, uh, just whatever truffles, anything that's like milk chocolate, I would still eat it. Cause I was like, it's a sweet, it's here. It seems enjoyable. It's the holidays, whatever. This past year, I was like, I don't really like the taste of milk chocolate. Like, do I really need this? Do I really want to eat it? Not really. Is it going to make me feel better? Not really. Is it going to make my back was feeling really good at this point? I was like, it's just going to kind of make my back a little bit worse later on. So what's the point? I'm I'm just not going to have it. And I didn't feel like I was missing out. It didn't have this. It was like this huge pivot moment where I was like, wow, I'm really actually freed from this there's this connection, this like strong tie. I don't know if it's an American thing. Those of you who listen in other countries, (laughs) let me know if it is. But man, it's like this strong emotional connection between holidays and food. And I just didn't feel that this past year. And so that was huge for me. That was like the first pivotal moment that and launching the podcast and being like, wow, I did all that while I was doing all of this. Sweet. I can do anything. But those were two huge light bulb moments that I had that were really, really impactful on me. So I had that 30 day break, really cool experience, light bulb moments during the holidays. And then phase two, I started on January 3rd. So January 3rd to like early February was when I did that 30 days of phase two, which was just the basics of 75 hard. So I was like, oh, I got this. No big deal. Um, Which is fine. Like it's the basic 75 hard tasks. I felt like I had them down pat, but my husband was basically gone all of phase two. Um, I did a podcast like intensive that was a lot of work for the first three months of this year. Cal was home with me full time. Uh, Royce was home a lot too because his his daycare that he only went to twice a day, twice a week anyways, kept getting closed. Um, and my husband actually didn't get back until a few weeks after I'd finished phase two. He was gone for like over almost two months. So that was phase two. <laughs> and although it was only the 75 hard actions, it was probably the hardest phase for me. Even though there, like, there was no cold shower, there was no extra tasks, it was just the 75 hard basics, it honestly felt like the hardest phase for me because I was so solo. Like I felt very isolated in a sense. I mean, we are far from family. I had just had a lot on my plate. I was doing a lot alone and I was really busy. My podcast had just launched. It had a huge launch. We hit like, y'all, this podcast hit number seven in fitness in the United States. What even does like, I still can't wrap my mind around that. We're in like the top 200 every week still. It's amazing. And that's all because of you. So like, if you haven't left a review yet, go leave one because that helps. It helps get the word out more. It's just so cool. Um, But I was doing that. The podcast launched. It was going really fast. We made, I made a lot of pivots in my business and I was having to surrender. Like that was a season where I was having to learn how to surrender a lot of how I like things to be with how God wanted me to be a mom or run my business or run the home. It was like a lot of pivots and I did not know they would come, but a lot of fruit also came from that. And obviously a lot of change in myself, really good changes. And I want you to think about that. That moment, that season where I was like, wow, this is a lot of changes. Wow. I'm really changing as a person. Wow. My like calling is really changing and this and that. And so many light bulb moments, so many pivots, so many like redirections. Clarity is really the word for that for me. Like when I experienced this whole year, I do this 
monthly reflection in my planner. I use a plum paper planner. They're amazing because they're customizable, but I use, I use the monthly reflection section every month and it has you pick three words for the month and unintentionally every single month I've written clarity (laughs) because I've just been so much more clear on like everything in my life, what I'm supposed to do, the message I'm supposed to get out you know, what I'm supposed to help you guys with as listeners and offer you guys for extra support and help. I mean, so much clarity, how I'm supposed to show up as a mom, how I want to show up on social media. I mean, like clarity on clarity on clarity. And think about that. It took five to six months after I started this program for all of that to come. That is when the breakthroughs really started. Crazy. Five to six months. I want you to apply that to your life. When you're changing anything or trying to like make a breakthrough with your health or your weight or your mindset or you need time, like you cannot expect this kind of change, this level of change, this level of like mindset shift to happen in a couple weeks. You can't. It took me five to six months of really intense discipline, of a really intense challenge to hit that. And yes, like it was in my health, in my mindset, in my business, in my motherhood. It was in all the areas, but it took five to six months. So I just want you to kind of grasp that right now. Like let that sit for a second. You need to give yourself a little more time than I think you think it will take for this change to really sink in and become who you are. Okay. Okay. But you can do it. You can. So that was phase two. Again, very monumental moments. I feel like I still have a lot of monumental moments like light bulbs, okay, conviction, clarity, all of that just keeps coming in waves. I'm like, all right, God, you can stop with these tsunami waves because I can't really take it right now. I'm trying to swim, but man, you're really changing me. So it's good. It's all good stuff. Phase two is over. And then I have this huge gap until phase three because of the way I smashed everything together at the beginning. I was like, okay, 75 hearts straight into phase one, only a 30 day break straight into phase two. Oh my gosh. Now I'm off for like four months. Um, cause you can really, you can, you can space it out better. So you have slightly longer breaks, but it's more evenly spaced between the phases. But obviously I did not do that. So you can really do phase two, any 30 day period after phase one ends And prior to the start of phase three. So you could like, I could have probably moved that to like March, April, and then had not as massive of a gap between phase two and phase three. But again, I sandwiched it all together at the front and that had this huge break from literally February till the end of June. I was like free from all this 75 hard stuff. (laughs) No tasks, no phases, you know, day to day. And, And so that break was a majority of the 140 days you get off from this program out of 365 days, there's 225 days of like 75 hard stuff. And so there's 140 days that aren't. And if we want to get specific, that break I had was 110 days off. (laughs) Almost three. So I guess I did the math wrong. No, that's almost four months. So literally almost four months of just like, I can be me. I can do whatever I want. I can go totally off the rails if I feel like it. But I actually continued with a lot of it, not like the actual daily task. I didn't take a progress picture every day or I wasn't reading 10 pages every single day or working out two 45 minute workouts every single day. But I did continue a lot of the aspects in different ways because it become part of my life. It's just who I was 
lots of outdoor walks, which have been so good for me. They're so good for the boys. I felt capable of longer workouts for a long time. I was like, no, I'm a mom. I only have 20 minutes. You know, I work from home. I'm a mom, blah, blah, blah. No, I was like, I can do 45 minutes. I can wake up at 5 a.m. and get this workout in and have the whole day to like be with my boys and to work and to be a wife and all of that. Uh, that was the most, the, man, the most free I have ever been in my mindset around food. And that that shift has stuck. That is like a permanent mental up level that has happened in my life. I've continued to read consistently when, no joke, like a year and a half ago, I would have told you that I don't read. No joke. So much of it has become my norm. I also started the consistency challenge during that break. I think it was April was our first one, April of 2022. So the consistency challenge was kind of birthed from this whole experience that I'd had because I realized the value of doing simple things consistently over time. So the consistency challenge started, I had this mental space and like awareness to really reflect on how I was balancing business and life. We traveled a lot again, and I just had so much, even traveling, I had so much more freedom around food and exercise. I was so much more flexible. And it was honestly one of the most beautiful things just for me as a person. Uh, My motto for this year is intention over perfection. And I, I didn't know what it would look like to live that out. But during that break, especially was literally I, I lived that out for these months, these almost four months, and I learned so much, which I'll share in a little bit. So phase three started at the very beginning of July, I think it was July 2nd. Yes, July 2nd, we had Cal's birthday. So these are the things that happened during phase three, like, might as well go big or go home, right? Like I said, so we had Cal's birthday, the uh, two days later, and the 4th of July, same day. He's our little firecracker baby. Uh, Casey's birthday was the next day. We also had our seventh anniversary less than two weeks later. (laughs) And we went like and had a staycation down on the strip and saw a show and had a nice dinner. So we had our seventh anniversary during phase three. We had family visit. And the final four days of phase three, (laughs) we were out of town, actually back in central New York, where we, where I started the challenge originally. And my final day, no, my final two days were in the Adirondacks, like up in, if you don't know what those are, it's like in upstate New York. It's this state park or national park. Ooh, don't yell at me. Don't yell at me. I don't know the difference, which one it is, but beautiful, beautiful part of the country. And (laughs) that part made the whole conversation with a stranger and two workouts interesting because (laughs) Those final days, we were at his family's cabin, Casey's family's cabin camp up in the Adirondacks um, that you can only get to via boat. So that made things interesting. Still got it done. I share all of this, all of the obstacles, the roadblocks that came up to show you two things that stuff will come up that make it really hard and you can figure it out. You just have to decide ahead of time that you're going to do it and also to show you that there is literally never a perfect time to do something like this. If that's what holds you back from starting anything, doing the consistency challenge, taking on 75 hard, starting a workout program, um, getting up earlier, starting to read books, starting to work out consistently. If the whole concept of, well, this isn't the right time to like start something. I hope that just pulled the rug out out under from that excuse for you because (laughs) the life, like life happens. I was just telling a client this the other week, life will happen. You just have to figure out how to navigate it and you will. 
because you've already decided you're going to make this change in your life. So once you make that decision, like you're not going to turn back because you are the kind of person who commits to your decision. So again, I didn't necessarily plan. And I think this goes along with the perfect timing thing. I did not, I wasn't planning on doing phases one through two and three. I did not. Had I planned to do those, like had I decided ahead of time, I'm also going to do phases one, two, and three. I'm going to do this all out. I might have hesitated to start 75 hard when I did because so many, like Thanksgiving, I probably at the time, like July, August, wouldn't have been able to comprehend doing 75 hard actions and a cold shower and all these extra things during the holidays. But I did. But had I thought about that ahead of time, planned ahead to do those, I, I probably would have questioned a lot and overthought. I'm a, I'm an overthinker and I probably would have overthought a lot. So if you're the kind of person who's like, I'm waiting for the perfect time to do whatever, you're overthinking it and you just need to start. And if things come up, either figure out how to navigate it or go off the rails, it's fine. And then just get back on because you already started the habit. You already started the actions. It will be a little bit easier to get back to them than if you keep waiting. So just stop waiting. Now, before I go on a tangent, because I already did, let's talk about my reflections and basically the big things that I learned that I want to pass on to you. I just want to impart these to you, to encourage you, to spur you on, because they're big. Again, I already already went on this tangent big time, so I'm not going to go into detail, but there is never a perfect time to start anything. You just have to start because if you keep waiting, it will keep getting harder. If you just start, it will get a little bit easier, even if you fall off. Simple as that. The next thing, I didn't go into detail about the random acts of kindness or the conversations with a stranger because I wanted to here. So the random acts of kindness, I got a message about this right before I started phase three saying, oh my gosh, share what you do because like it really hurts, you know, it hurts the checkbook constantly trying to do random acts of kindness. And that got me thinking, I was like, oh, well, I don't need to like be buying people groceries and paying for people's Starbucks when I'm not even going to go to Starbucks <laughs> during 75 hard. Like I don't really drink it anyways, but like, I'm not going to be going through drive throughs I'm not going to keep buying people groceries because we all know they've been a little expensive this year. So I think what happens is our, our brains, that message really made me think oh, there's so many things I can do that are not financial that are still random acts of kindness. And that message really spurred me on to like try to almost challenge myself on top of this challenge to make them things that weren't financial. Like I don't want to just pay for something for someone or send someone a, you know, coffee gift card or whatever, just because that's in my head, a random acts of kindness. That was like my last resort. If I got to 10 PM and I was like, Oh my gosh, I forgot to do that. Okay, maybe I would go for that. And it genuinely was like, okay, who could use this right now? Who's having a hard week? Who can I bless with like some coffee money or thank them with whatever? But I think when we hear random acts of kindness, our brains automatically tend to jump to things you pay for, like paying it forward in the drive-thru or buying groceries or a meal for someone or doing like an extra large tip at a restaurant. But doing this for a whole month, for 30 days, helped me realize Yes, there's a lot of things you can do that are not financial, and I'll share it in my stories today when this episode goes live, so I'll put it in my 75 hard highlight, which again is linked below if you want to go see that. I have like a 75 hard, um, live hard program highlight on my Instagram that just has some things from the the whole shebang that I shared on Instagram that I thought was worthy of being in a highlight, so I'll put the 
screenshot of the, I just kept like track of the random acts of kindness and it won't be 30 different ones because I repeated some, but I'll share that screenshot in there and I'll put it in the highlight. But doing this for 30 days helped me realize that there's a lot of things you can do that are just free, absolutely free 99. Um, But it's also like a random act of kindness. If you think about what that phrase actually means, it means you're doing something not because they deserved it, not because they asked for it, not because you're telling them, but you're just doing something randomly. Like you're thinking of a person and doing it, whether it's someone you know or not, and you're doing it out of kindness. You're doing an act of kindness. You're doing something that's like, wow, I really appreciate that. And I didn't expect it. That's like on the receiving end, what a random act of kindness should be. Wow. I didn't expect that, but thank you. Like, I really appreciate that. And so I started to think of it that way. And I realized it's really more about someone's interpretation of what they're receiving as your act and not necessarily about the finances tied to it or it, you know, taking that burden off them. So again, I'll share my screenshot and let me just, I have the list right here. So I'm going to pull it up and read a couple of the things that might seem kind of out of left field. But when I did it, I mean, some people were like so grateful and it just really solidified that concept for me that it's more about how the person is receiving the act of kindness than what it means to you because it is about the other person. So let me pull it up. Uh, One of the ones I did multiple times was putting extra like grocery carts away that were out in the parking lot because I'm thinking about, I mean, here in Vegas, it's like lately the summer been 120 degrees, literally, and I'm not exaggerating. So I'm thinking about these teenagers (laughs) that are going out having to lug 20 huge metal carts back into the store. And there's ones all over the parking lot. They're having to go fetch. And it's like 120 degrees outside. And for some reason, the teenagers here wear like long sleeves and jeans don't understand that, but they do. And so I'm sitting here going, they would probably really appreciate me putting this cart back or grabbing a couple and just bringing it to the cart corral. So they're not trying to walk the whole huge parking lot anyways, because man, some people here in Vegas are straight lazy and they just leave them everywhere. If you're one of those people that leaves the carts places, um, this is me tough loving you to start putting it away because you're affecting someone and like making their life harder by you wanting to make your life easier. So go put your card away. Okay. That was said, I might've lost a few listeners there, but even if like with kids, I'm, I explained to my children, I'm like, Hey, we're going to put our card away because like my voice asked me before, why are we putting this away? Man, I'm scroll braining tonight. But I told him, I was like, well, someone's going to go bring this back to the store. And it's really hard for them. If I don't, if I just leave it here by the car, it might hit another car, which caused their car damage. Uh, it's going to help the person who brings the carts back to the store make it easier. I show them we push them in all the way. We connect the carts in the cart corral. We don't just throw it near it or kind of push it in. We, we put it back the right way. And there were, there are even times where I grab carts and the carts we use are the ones sitting in the parking lot because it's making it harder on someone else. So why not just do something that's not that hard for me, right? So the cart thing was a huge one that I actually did multiple times. And it was cool the first time I did it, the cart corral, the guy going to get the carts, was going to grab the carts. And I was pushing like three carts back into the cart corral. And he goes, wow, that was really kind of you. And I was like, well, that just solidified it. There's my act of kindness for the day. And like, it, it felt really, I mean, he really appreciated it because it was a hot day. And I was like, wow, it made me feel really good too. And it was one of those things where him, he literally used the word kindness. It was a really kind of you. And I was like, 
okay, like this, an act of kindness can just, it's more about how he's receiving it than what I'm getting out of it or what I think it's supposed to mean. So that was one, um, picking up trash on my walking route. One of my, one of you listeners gave me that idea. So thank you. Cause I did that a lot cause I'm walking every day. Right. So that was great. Um, if you've ever, you know, holding the door for someone's kind of like a common courtesy, I wouldn't consider that an act of kindness, but you know, if someone's like awkwardly far away from you, <laughs> so you let the door shut, I would hold the door open for people. Cause I'm like, you know, what? you're awkwardly far away, but I'm going to keep standing here and hold the store because that is an act of kindness. And people like think about if someone did that for you, you got your kids, you like extra appreciate that. So again, the random acts of kindness, I, I did do somewhere. I was like sending people coffee money. I did that every once in a while. But it's more about how they're receiving it than what you think it's supposed to be. So maybe try to work some of those into your day. They're fun. I still do stuff like that because it's just, it feels good. And I know someone else appreciates it too. So it's my long tangent there about random acts of kindness. Conversations with a stranger. <laughs> this is another like takeaway that you'll find interesting. So for 30 days straight, thinking about that made me super aware of my presence out in public. Now this might shock you, but I'm very much so an introvert in the sense that like, I'm comfortable with the people I know. I love you guys, but I just like when I'm out in public, that's just like a lot of people. And so I go inward very easily and I do shy away from interactions. And I think part of that's too, just like our generation, our day and age, we've got smartphones we can like look down at our phone in the, you know, in the checkout line instead of like looking up and talking to people. So I tend to in public just shy away from interactions. And I was just a lot more open to talking to people. So I had to like make myself more open to talking to people. And by the end of the 30 days, I was realizing that I was having like multiple conversations instead of just one that I was supposed to be doing. I was having multiple conversations with strangers throughout the day than none of them. I think part of the reason I was nervous about it too was because I am a stay at home. Like I stay at home with my kids. Sometimes we don't leave the house. What stranger am I going to talk to? So actually I kind of seeked, sought, sought. I sought people out when I was walking and would like say something about their dog and ask them a question or two while we were like walking past each other. And I, like, that was, a, that's something I would never do on a walk. I would keep my head down and just keep walking, maybe wave. I do wave, but it wouldn't, I wouldn't communicate. So I was forcing myself out of my comfort zone, but really the hardest part was on the days we didn't get out of the house. I had to make sure I did it at my 5.30 AM walk. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, but I did it 30 days of conversations with a stranger. It was, that was pretty challenging, but it was definitely worth the getting out of my comfort zone. Uh, another thing that I learned that I really hope you can grasp is that workouts don't have to be intense to be work. So you think 75 hard, it's like, okay, two intense workouts every day. Well, my back was still healing when I did 75 hard and I knew physically I would wreck my body. I would have a horrible back. Things would not turn out well if I wasn't doing some restorative type workouts as my second indoor workout or doing it outdoors, whatever it was, I did need to be doing some lower impact stuff. And maybe that's not how other people do 75 hard, but there are not actually specifications to, they say like, if you take a walk, don't make it super leisurely, like get your heart rate up when you're walking, which just means like walk at a good pace. Don't like walk super slow. Right. So I took that to mean do stuff, something that's good for your body that is going to 
better you and your overall health. Like that's my whole, that was my whole approach to this was I just want to be overall healthier. And so part of that for me meant walking, which I was not, I mean, I was pregnant. I walked a lot, but afterwards I just kind of stopped because I was like, Oh, I'm not trying to like get the baby in a good position and feel good for labor. And I'm really pregnant. So walking is the only thing that feels good afterwards. I was like, no, I can do all the workouts now. So, you know, safely. Um, so walking was like a huge piece that I still do to this day mobility workouts where I'm doing a lot of stretching and just mobility. So good for you. I won't even go there. And yoga. Those were things that, I mean, a few years ago, had you asked me to do a challenge like this, I would have done two intense workouts every day. Maybe a few years ago, my body could have handled that, but it can't now. Like I was one year postpartum. I was still healing. I was still needing to treat my body and meet it where it was at. And so I did mobility as some of my, like some of my workouts were 45 minute mobility workouts. Some were 45 minute yoga workouts. Some were 45 minutes of walking. And those were still work because they were still making me healthier. So that's just the mindset shift that I think is good for everyone. Like being consistent, you can exercise seven days a week and three of those days be restorative, have three of those days be recovery based days. I mean, right. The program I'm doing right now only has me doing intense workouts like four and a half days a week. Really? I'm adding in walks because I love walking. It feels really good. I add a mobility because that's actually part of the program I'm doing. So workouts don't have to be intense to be work. Also, three more points I think I have. Four. The last one's short though. This one, number five. Our mind is truly our biggest obstacle. Your mind is your biggest obstacle. Promise. So I faced almost every obstacle. I think a typical mom, your standard mom would face during the past year of live hard. I had kids get sick. Both of my boys got sick multiple times. I got sick. Remember that like fluish feverish episode I had, had some other just like not feeling good. Um, so I got sick during it. Both my boys went through sleep regressions, waking up in the middle of the night, coming into our bed. We had to deal with time changes when we were traveling. So we had some travel in there. Uh, there were plenty of toddler tantrums, holidays, birthdays, uh, forgetting to work out until 10 PM had plenty of those days being really busy. Uh, I mean, eating out all of that stuff. I even got stitches halfway through phase three in my knee, like on my joint where my knee bends stitches. So, I mean, every obstacle a typical mom could face and then some, (laughs) but the biggest factor between those obstacles causing me to fall off and fail versus making, forcing me to find a way was literally my mind. It was literally me going, okay, I am, I had already decided I'm doing this. Like at the beginning of 75 hard, I knew day 75 was already guaranteed. Like I was going to do it. So that stomach bug I got feeling horrible for a couple days, I was like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to work through it. I will get over it. I'm not going to be sick forever. So this will pass and I will finish 75 days. Then when those other obstacles came up in the midst of the other phases, I just knew they were not a factor. As we like to say in our family, no factor. So that's how I approach that. Um, It really is about you just making a decision and setting your mind to something, which is like this concept that you know. But when you can actually apply it and follow through, then you can really understand it. So again, your mind is your biggest obstacle. If you're at a point where you don't decide that it's already done 
it won't happen. Like if that kind of obstacle comes off, it comes up and it does feel too big, you will not follow through. And that's okay. There's times when, you know, you don't have that kind of mindset before. I have times when I'm like, yep, you know, it's okay if X, Y, Z doesn't happen. I'm not going to have this set, you know, white knuckle it. I'm going to figure it out mindset about everything I do. But with these things, it is definitely impactful to decide ahead of time. Um, Another thing I learned, this is not about weight loss. 75 hard phases one, two, and three are not about weight loss. Even if you want that to be one of the outcomes, by the end of a year of live hard, me personally, I am on the scale less than I have ever been in my life. Like, I don't know the exact amount I weigh today because I did not get on the scale. Um, I was getting on the scale maybe like every two weeks at the beginning, but because of the actions I've been taking, I know I'm the healthiest I've ever been. I feel great. My body feels amazing. And so even though, yes, I did lose weight, I got back to my pre-kids weight, which kind of was a goal. I just, I knew the number that my body felt comfortable at with a range that my body's comfortable at, not like a specific number, but a range. And when I got there, it was during 75 hard because I was being super disciplined and I knew I needed that discipline to get there. So it's not about weight loss. It likely will be an outcome if that's how you eat, you know, it's all about caloric intake and output and that that is the basis for weight loss, but um, it's not about that. It really is not. And the one of the, the last things that's impactful is that wholeness, and I think this one's important to grasp, but that feeling of wholeness by accomplishing something, like, or that feeling of accomplishment, like that I did it, is if it happens at all, it's very temporary. But that feeling of wholeness or accomplishment or growth, that feeling doesn't come from, and it can't come from completion or achievement of a goal or an outcome. Like the end of live hard day 30 of phase three felt very anticlimactic for me. And it made me realize this. It made me realize, wow, like I'm not going to get this feeling of wholeness from doing this thing. Yeah. Is it a great accomplishment? Yes. Is it something that will inspire a lot of moms? Yes. Is it something that has changed me in a lot of ways? Yes. But that sense of just like, wow, I did it. It lasts for like a couple days, if that. And you can't rely on that feeling. You shouldn't rely on feelings for a lot, to be honest. But you can't rely on that feeling of wholeness or accomplishment that's very momentary to be carrying you on forward Honestly, it's a year of consistency, a year of discipline that has caused me to continue to move forward versus relying on that feeling of accomplishment. Like, oh, I did that. Now I'm this person. No, it's like a, it's not a, I hit day 30 and finished it. So now I'm going to live this way. It's a, I put in the work day in and day out. And now this is just how I live. It's like the accomplishment, that, that wholeness, not really wholeness, but that accomplishment isn't from the day 30. It's from every single day. It's from the 225 days. That's where that comes from. So again, it just goes back to the consistency, the discipline over time. You have to do that. You have to rely on that. You have to rely on each day individually put together versus the final day and getting there. Getting there will do nothing for you. It is what you do every single day compiled up into this huge mountain of pile of accomplishments every single day versus like the very top, like day 24 of 75 hard 
or day seven of phase two mean just as much to me as day 30 of phase three. Honestly, some of the day, day 30 was so anticlimactic, you know, that August 1st was so anticlimactic for me because the days that really meant a lot were the days when I didn't know if I could do my workouts because I felt so sick during 75 hard. The day that we were, you know, I hit 11 PM and I hadn't done my second workout and I was like, oh shoot, I need to go for a walk outside, but my husband's gone. So I'm just going to walk this cul-de-sac with my monitor for 45 minutes. Like that's, those are the days that I rely on. And I go, wow, if I can do something like that, I can do something that's hard. Day 30 was easy for me. It was like, it didn't feel like much at all. It's the hard days, the days built up together that, that I rely on for, I can do these other things that are difficult in my life. And then the last thing, the last takeaway is I really don't miss cold showers, but they were really good for me, but I really don't miss them. <laughs> Will I probably take them in the future? Maybe. Um, but not every single day and definitely not during the winter. Those were not fun. Now, the biggest lingering question for me as I wrap this up, um, and here comes this, you're going to get the side, the side of me that only Casey and my close friends really get to hear from most of the time. But the question that kind of lingers is, am I going to do this again? I don't know. I truly don't know. I'm actually recording this the night before the episode goes live. Like literally it's going to get posted up in like seven hours. (laughs) I never worked this last minute. I hate being this last minute, but part of me had this huge resistance to outlining this episode and actually recording this episode because it gives this whole journey, this whole past year, um, and all the positive changes I've experienced, this huge feeling of finality. It's like the period at the end of a sentence for me right now. And this phase of my life, this past year, it is over. It is past. And I'm a very different woman today than I was when I started. Like all around, I'm very different in the most amazing ways. Um, and I just kind of struggle with that kind of finality. I don't know how to even put it towards. It means like I'm a new person. What's ahead is new and different and unknown. I guess unknown is probably the word. And like unknown is scary for humans. <laughs> But it's this level up, like I'm at this new level that I've ever been at before. And there's unknowns in that, which scares me a little bit, to be honest. But I do like what this version of me feels like, how this version of me sees balance and health and all of it, like everything I've learned this past year. I love what I've learned and how I'm living now. I'm so changed, but it's so weird because it's this like period at the end of a sentence. Um, so here I am literally less than like seven hours before this episode will go live (laughs) recording it because it feels like I'm turning a page to not just a new page, but like a new chapter, a new section, you know, they split books into parts, like parts when I feel like I'm in a new part of the book, (laughs) like when they use the Roman numerals. Um, and I just struggle to start new chapters. I have this big block and resistance and I think it's because there's unknowns. I'm just being real. (laughs) It's really weird. It's like this weird place for me, a really weird dichotomy. So back to the question, I don't know if I'll do it all again, like 75 hard and the three phases. I'm probably definitely going to do 75 hard again at some point because it's like good (sighs) refresher is not the word. It's like a good 
quick hit of a mental, like I've done 225 days of this stuff. 75 hard, 75 days is like a third of that. It's nothing in my brain now. So it'll be fun to do that. And it'll feel like one of those quick hit challenges for me. Um, but 75 hard and the three phases live hard served me exactly how it was supposed to this past year. Uh, God totally used this choice that I made for my good and for his glory big time. And I'm so grateful for that and to be able to see, like look back and see how some of that has played out. And I didn't just learn things and choose, like I did the things I learned, I didn't learn them. And now I have to like choose to live by them. Now they have, I learned them and they have like become part of me. They have become who I am and just how I show up. They're how I function versus being something I have to choose. And I totally attribute that to 225 days of this stuff. It's not from three weeks of this stuff or three months of this stuff. It is from 225 days of this stuff. And that kind of embracing, that kind of living just brings so much freedom. It feels really good. It feels really cool. It feels so cool. So I hope this helped you. All of this insanity that I just shared, <laughs> whether it helped you decide, um, to do something like this or not, or if it just spurred you on to finally start something hard, whatever it is, I want you to know, I want you to know this. You are so capable. You are so capable of so much more than you give yourself credit for. And I feel this is one of those clarity things that I've had this last year. I feel a very strong calling on my life to help you as a fellow mom understand that and actually live it out. The fact that you're capable, like understand and live out the fact that you're capable of a lot more than you think you're capable of. Okay. And this whole thing, 75 hard, the three phases to make it live hard. I still don't even know how to phrase that, (laughs) but this is one simple way to do that, to live that out. There are so many other ways though, as well, to actually start to realize what you're truly capable of physically, mentally. My favorite personally is our Tough Love Mom monthly consistency challenge. So each month as the Tough Love Mom community, we take on one action that you commit to for the month. So like it's August right now, September 1st to September 30th. When we pick that one action, you will do that every day of the month. And you know what? If you fail and you fall off, guess what? 29 to 30 days ain't that bad. (laughs) So it's kind of like 75 hard, but it's a month instead of 75 days. It's similar in the fact that you're doing something that's going to move your life, move you forward, make you healthier, make you better. Just one thing every single day for a month. So it's a little shorter, but it's a similar concept. Because that is how true sustainable change happens, like the kind of change that's you're not going to fall off the wagon again type of change. It's incremental. It's I'm taking on one thing, I'm making it just part of who I am, and then I'm taking on a new thing. That's how I lost 80 pounds in a year after having my first and then, you know, 70 pounds in one year after my second. Plus, am I doing the math right? Yeah, that's how I lost that weight. (laughs) My brain is tired. This is what I get for waiting till the last minute. But that is how true change happens. Um, Some of the consistency challenges that we have done since we started this was things like a gallon of water a day, walking a mile a day or running, but a mile a day, uh, 20 minutes of exercise every single day, four veggies a day. We've done a lot of different things that just hit on different areas of your journey that when you do it for 30, 31, 28, whatever days, 
you are making it a habit. You're making it part of who you are. And when you just focus on that one thing, you can really master it versus trying to do all the things at once and then falling off a few weeks later. Like how common does that sound, right? We don't want to do that. We want to do it because we want to make all the changes, but we don't realize that you have to do it a few things at a time. So can you even imagine like if those things I listed that we've done so far, can you imagine what your life could be like if you did the consistency challenges for a year? We we focus on nutrition, hydration, working out. There's mindset stuff we're going to work on. Can you imagine what your life would be like if you did that for a year? Gosh. So to make sure if you don't want to miss one of those ever again, if you want to make sure you're a part of every consistency challenge, get on my free text list. Um, I text, they get like first access to the consistency challenge. So uh, it's a great place to be. You get weekly motivation, tough love from me as well. Um, and again, early access to the consistency challenge, but you can also chat with me, which is really cool. It's like my favorite place to hang out. You can chat back and forth with me. So if you want to be on my free text list and make sure that you're always getting the consistency challenge, text tough love to 205-809-7300. So text tough love to 205-809-7300. If you click the link below, it'll just open your text for you. So you can just text me that, but that'll be the best place to make sure you're always a part of the consistency challenge and getting to do stuff like this to better yourself all around. And then, like I said, throughout the episode, I'm also linking a few things below for you in the show notes. So again, the highlight on my Instagram for 75 hard and live hard, I've linked that. And I've also linked my book list of the favorite books that I read during 2021 and the beginning of the challenge in case you need any of those resources or ideas to spur you on. But again, let me reiterate this one more time. Change starts small. And that can be really annoying because we want to just change all the things. But it really, if it's real change that you want to make, it has to start small. I was able to take on this whole thing because I've been working out consistently for years. I've been drinking a gallon of water a day for years. I've worked up to reading consistently. I had to do that for a few months before I started 75 hard because at the beginning of last year, I was like, I am not a reader. I do not read books. Blah, 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 blah. And I knew if I was going to do 75 hard, I really had to change that mindset. So I had to work up. To, I kind of like trained myself to read books daily. <laughs> Sounds so silly, but I had to do that because I just had this mentality that I was not a reader. Um, and I was also able to take this on ultimately because I had in my head made, made the decision that it was already done. Did no questions asked any obstacle that was going to come up, I would find a way to work through it. And I did. I did. And you are capable, just as capable as I am of doing the same thing in your life. Whatever you're taking on, whatever you're trying to accomplish, just remember the fact that wholeness or that feeling of accomplishment, if you do ever feel it, it cannot and it will not last. It will not last from completion or achievement of a goal or an outcome. Like that feeling that you get is temporary. If you really want to feel that sense of accomplishment, it comes from realizing that you were designed to be capable of way more than your mind lets you believe. It's those days when you thought it would be impossible, but you did it anyways. If it's like day 26, that's the day that you lean back on. The compilation of days, the realizing you overcame so many obstacles that's what you rely on, not on that final day, not on that finality. Okay. 
So don't hold yourself back. Don't let your mind be the one thing keeping you from living the life you are actually capable of. Don't hold yourself back. Get after it, mama. Before you go, thank you for spending this time with me on the Tough Love Mom podcast. If this episode encouraged you in any way, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a review letting me know how this show has impacted you. Then send this episode to another mom friend or take a screenshot, post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me on this journey to impact thousands of moms. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you, sister. Until next time, get after it.